What's up, homegirls and homeboys? On today's episode, I talk about strained relationships with parents, specifically my strained relationship with my mother. There's a deep story to this, and we get into it, and we talk about when it's time to walk away. Got some good gems in here. Keep listening. Hello. Welcome to Heard and Heal Podcast. I am your host, Nathisha Brooks, and here on my platform, I just seek to give you insight and perspective to some of life challenges. My goal is just to give you hope and inspire you to keep pushing and keep going forward using my own challenges and experiences I've been through as well. There's a saying here that I like to say on my channel. It says, I believe in myself. I believe in my abilities. Fear is where it stops. Healing is where it starts. How are you guys doing today? So something is different, okay? I am not on my couch. If you want to come view me, come on over to YouTube and type in Heard and Heal Podcast. This podcast is also visual. I have many listening platforms where you can listen to me at. My most popular is Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Type in Heard and Heal Podcast and you can come listen to me while you're doing your hair, you're cleaning, you're driving, whatever, okay? So look, y'all, I'm not on my couch. Today's podcast is a little bit different. I wanted to tap into my roots. I wanted to tap into what people miss from me and also just kind of where I've come from. So I wanted to see if I could do a makeup tutorial while doing my podcast too. Now this is not necessarily a tutorial. Tutorial. I just want to do my makeup. So I ain't instructed nobody on how to do nothing. That's not what this is for. But I say, you know what? It's quite difficult to be, you know, your own host on a podcast and excuse me, keep your listeners' attention, just kind of doing it by yourself, especially with a visual podcast. So for those of you guys who are listening outside of looking, cool. But for those who guys who want to look, at least you get to see me do my makeup. Um, and especially if you are my returning listeners, uh, viewers from my YouTube channel, Nini Tanae, then this will be a good benefit to you. So what's up? We're going to do our makeup today, y'all. And we're going to keep it going. So what I want to tell y'all, first of all, I want to get into doing some color, okay? I don't know how much color we're going to show in this podcast, but we're going to get right to it. Also, tell me in the comment section if you guys like this, you know, by, by the end of this. Just tell me how you like it. Let me give you a little life update. What's been going on? How have things been going? Y'all, I've been doing really good. Y'all know my life really consists of working. My life consists of hanging out with my friends. Y'all know I go partying. I do my thing on the internet, you know, as far as just influencing online. So that's what life has looked like. I'll talk about work briefly because I know that's a big part of my life. Hold on, y'all. I'm moving too fast. Let me prime my eyes. So I don't know if I told y'all, but I had got a new supervisor. He's an older guy, um, but more experienced. He's been in this field for about 40 years or so. Maybe 35, 40. I don't know. He's been in the field for a very, very long time. So he comes with a lot of wisdom and knowledge. One of the things that I really, really enjoy about him, this is my clinical supervisor. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I am a licensed social worker, but my current job is an outpatient mental health therapist. So when you are a therapist, you receive a clinical supervisor and they are there just to help you grow as a therapist, as a social worker, grow and pack practice, learn and practice strengthen your skills whether it be through critiques praises 
corrections, all of those things, okay? So I've been blessed during my career to have really, really good clinical supervisors. And this one, I've gotten, gotten a new one and he's really, really good. One of the things I really do admire about him is that he allows me to bring theory to my practice. And I don't really know a lot of theories, but he allows me to basically place a name on some of the things that I do in practice. Anywho, I really appreciate him guys because he has really strengthened me as a social worker but also as a therapist. Now I think I had told you guys that when it comes to working with children that was one of the most things that I'm insecure about. However, you make the most money in this field as a therapist working with children. You just do. Um, but also my children really gravitate to me. They really like me. But it's not something that I really really embrace and he's been working with me on trying to embrace it just kind of I don't mean like talking to me about like some of the things I'm using and why it's been the most effective and then learning about my client interactions with me anywho he dropped the birdie in my ear and was saying that it might be something I might want to look into play therapy becoming a play therapist let me tell you why because most of my kids especially engaging kids via telehealth online y'all it's hard you know they this is a computer screen so most of my kids whenever they see me they always cannot wait to play because I always got some game or some type of activity going on and they love it and the beautiful thing via play therapy is that that's how you get the kids to talk and you really get to bond with them because kids love when you spend time with them and that's what I do so um I say all that to say I might look more into it guys you know just getting a certification in play therapy but I don't know I'm still kind of like I don't know it could be a part of me but I don't know I just kind of want to drop that <laughs> drop that little update to you guys because I know I've talked about my job before but let's get into today's podcast so it's Tuesday. Mother's Day was on Sunday, which is today, the day I'm filming this podcast. So happy Mother's Day to all of my mothers who are listening. Grandmothers, stepmoms, godmoms, mothers, um, all of my women too who may have had a baby, lost a baby, or had a miscarriage, whatever. You know, happy Mother's Day to you guys. If you stand in a position to a mother to somebody, happy Mother's Day to you, okay? Today is a beautiful day. I took my mom out Saturday, yesterday for Mother's Day. She loves daggone cheesecake factory sis so that's where I took her um and we had a good time it's always a great time spending time with my mom because ah, that's my girl y'all know I've talked about her plenty of times my mother is my girl we have a really good relationship and I am blessed extremely blessed to still have her here so um we had a good time for mother's day but today's podcast ah, a lot of you guys have always asked me to talk about the importance and or just mother-daughter relationships, especially because I come from a strained relationship with my biological mom. Now, I've talked about this on YouTube before, and if you want to know the backstory on my biological mom and, you know, just my adoption with my biological family and all of that, check the description box. I'm going to have some linked videos there so that you can guys can have a reference here um, because it's going to be too much to try to get into everything. But I filmed videos about this before, so if you want to listen, definitely check the description box. Hold on, y'all. Let me fix my mic. Hopefully y'all can hear me i always be fixing my mic y'all i don't know if i like these brows they're giving a little bit too thick but um let's roll with it 
Anywho, a lot of you guys have asked me to like talk about it. Like, how has the strained relationship with my mom impacted me, especially kind of like going through life without my mom? And then just talking more about it, I've always kind of treaded the fence. Like, is this something I want to talk about? Now, let me tell you why I've treaded the fence because I have invited you guys into my personal life and my personal relationship with my biological mom and over the years it's been so strained and I never really wanted to come talk about it until I was done or until you know the relationship either improved or until the relationship was kind of over with. Now the last update I had given you guys about my biological mom I had basically said to you guys like listen I'm done I'm not trying to work things out with her anymore this is difficult I'm moving forward right. And a lot of people in my comment section, a couple was like, I don't know if this is truly done. Now, huh, more recently, 2021, and it was in the end of, the later months of 2021, so maybe August, uh, before August, June, July, I don't know, but it was the later part of 2021. I had decided that I wanted to reach out to my biological mom again, just to, just to try to make things right. Now... I was a foster child. I was in a foster care system for about six years of my life, okay? Um, had the option of going back with my biological family because both of my parents were on the drugs. I declined that option for reasons that I've never, ever spoke about before online. And it's a reason why I've never spoke about those reasons online, simply because I would rather talk about that on a broader spectrum. And you'll hear about it one day. But anywho, I chose amongst my, I like my other siblings, not to go back home to my biological family. That decision, y'all, was a decision that I did not know was going to impact me for the rest of my life. I had no idea. Um, and it has. A part of my story is that, you know, I don't have a relationship with my biological mom. And that's difficult, right? Over the years, I have tried to build one with her. Over the years, I have tried to figure something out between her and I so that her and I could have something. And what really transpired that or really kind of pushed that was that my biological father had passed away. It maybe have been five, four, five years now, but he passed away. And before he passed away, him and I never had the opportunity to make things right because him and I had a strained relationship. And I had so much anger against that man. And um, him and I never was able to make it right. And I remember learning that he had passed away. Immediately, I thought that people were about to tell me that my biological mom passed away. So when I saw how affected I was, thinking that it was her that passed away, I was like, Nee, you really need to like figure it out and try to make it right with your mom. And one of my most recent videos when I told I had talked about um, why I just wasn't dealing with my mom anymore, one of the biggest things was that I felt like she didn't show any interest in me. Every time her and I would try to you know get it together and try to talk and work things out it was always me seeking to learn more about her but I did not feel like she put much effort into learning more about me i.e. she never asked me questions she never was the one to say like how was it without me and you know when was your first this and what subject did you like in school and you know she never we just never had those conversations and it was so weird because to me it was just like are you even interested? Like I took a lot of time trying to get know, get to know her and I would ask her questions, you know, just to kind of catch up on the time that we lost and we missed. And she spent a lot of time talking about herself. And 
I just didn't like that because although I was trying to pull, you know, although I was trying to, what am I say, like forget the past and let's push through it. The past. The past is truly something that affects our relationship. You know, there's a lot of trauma that is in between my mother and our relationship. For one, it's not easy to have a child that chooses not to come back home to you. For two, it's not easy to have your children taken away by CPS. Let's start there. You know, and some of you guys may know or have aunts or uncles or, you know, siblings or cousins. Or you have may have been in a situation where you were taken away by CPS. Taken away from your family. For one, that's not easy at all. So... This is me trying to understand her side. In addition to, it's not easy either learning that your child chose somebody else. Your child chose not to come home. That's not an easy pill to swallow. And for me, I always kept that in mind whenever I would reach out to her to build something with her. I always kept it in mind because I wanted to, one, not be selfish about it and keep her feelings at hand, right? Um, so my approaches when it came to our relationship was always just kind of one telling her it's okay i love you i forgive you the past is behind us let's move forward right like i'm your daughter you are my mom um but then also just trying to one i wanted to create that space because i wanted her to understand that listen i don't have nothing against you i really really don't but i don't know y'all it just never really was received well from my mom last time when I tried to reach out to her and we tried to make something I honestly thought it was going to be something great now the difference this time was every time that I had tried to reach out to my mom we had always came into the picture like everything was cool we are cool the love is there it is what it is forget the past and I had noticed that that approach doesn't work like it's so much in between y'all that y'all gotta work out like this approach doesn't work so y'all trying to walk in here be cool and shit Y'all gotta let that go. I knew for me, in order for me to be able to stick around with my mother, I needed for us to really heal some old wounds. Because I had a lot of wounds that needed to be healed from my mom. You know, like, growing up without her was difficult. You know, her being an addict, for me, that was difficult. Foster care was difficult. You know, so... It was just so much that only my mom and I could heal together. And... This time around, when I reached out to her, it was like, let's put it all on the table. Let's really, like, get into this because I am tired of beating around the bush because we don't get no results. So it seemed well, you know, like, she would ask me questions and stuff, and we would have conversations that we've never had before, and these were tough conversations. But there was a piece in that that was still lingering, and that was trust. That was the biggest 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 piece that was just still lingering it was really hard for me to trust her and that wasn't that was something that I have realized more recently when I tried to work it out with her and it didn't work it was like me you don't trust this woman so as much as you're trying to build something with her you don't trust her and trust is a big thing for me and when I noticed that I wasn't able to trust her it was just like Ugh. I'm gonna tell you something I had finally told my mom that and I don't know if I told her that a little too late because we walked into this relationship like our right, bet we're gonna be open and honest we're gonna put everything on the table right but I kind of hit her with the I don't trust her maybe like two or three months later after we had already established something and for her 
I don't think that was easy for her to hear and it was shocking. That kind of really changed the dynamics of our relationship. Anywho, this last time my mother had did something that was just like the ultimate no, no. Like I'm not tolerating this. I'm not dealing with it. And one of the biggest issues that I had had with my mom was that she was split. And this is what I would mean. This is what I mean by this. I felt like my mother did love me and care for me, but in front of me. Does that make sense? So in front of me, I think that she showed that she loved and she cared for me and she really, you know, just loved me. But I think that behind my back, she really showed how she truly felt. And it was difficult for me not to trust you, but to know that behind my back, you are still showing signs of mistrust. That was really, really hard for me. That was really, really hard for me to accept. I had to really realize that my mother is just a person I don't like. Like, I don't like her character. And, oh my God, you hear it all the time when people say, that's still your mother, though. That's still your mother, though. You, you, you got it. That's still your father, though. And I never, ever, ever agree with sentiments like that. I don't. Because this is this is my idea. Outside of these titles we place on people, mother, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt, take them titles away. That person is Keisha, Stacy, Michelle, Frank, Albert. These are those peoples. And sometimes... We don't like those people. Think about it. You you have a coworker at work that you get along with? No, you don't like them. It's parts of their personality that you just don't click with, right? My mom, as a person, like who she is as a person was just somebody I had to realize I don't like. Like, although you are my mother, I don't like some of your traits. I don't like some of your behaviors. I don't like some of your mannerisms. I don't like who you are as a person. And because of that, it's hard for us to even have a relationship because the person you are shows up in being a mother. Ooh, I'm hitting on something. So if you are a lying, vindictive, manipulative, fake, two-faced person, it's going to show up even in parenthood. Hit me out. And that was difficult. For a long time, I tried to separate who she was and who my mother is. And it kept colliding. And it was difficult. Here's the thing. And some of you guys can relate because I know that a lot of you guys have strained relationships with your mom. You know, I personally feel like my mom was jealous of me. But I also feel like my mom held a lot of animosity toward me. And unfortunately, I feel like no amount of love that she had for me was going to override that animosity. And because of the animosity she had against me, it just got in the way of her showing up as the mother she wanted to be or could have been. And this is me trying to see the other side because one thing about my mother and I, she never was truthful. I remember one day like telling her, like, lay it all on the table. Like, how do you feel about me? How do you feel about my decision of uh, wanting to be adopted? How do you feel about my decision? Like, how do you feel about me? And she did not 
you know, open up. You could know, you know how you could tell when somebody is holding back. Oh, she held back a lot. It was like she really had to watch her words. And that was difficult because I had knew what you're showing me is not really how you feel. How you're presenting is not who you really are. And again, it's that mistrust. You know, that line was very blurred. Anywho, I feel like, and this is something I had to think about. Although I was affected and not going back with my mom, I felt like she was affected and me not choosing her. You know, that really got to hit a person's esteem. You know, that really got to hit a person's, that really got to, that really got to do something to you. When the child that you birth does not choose you. When the child that you birth gives all of their love and adoration and admiration to somebody else. When the child that you birth has had a successful and thriving life without you. That got to hit deep. Y'all, this is my story. I'm only telling you on my experience. That has to hit deep. You know, and I think that for her, she tried to, I can't speak for her, but this is what I saw. I think that she tried to mask it and just show that she loved me and she cared for me. And, you know, I was her daughter. But I think that ultimately deep down, that shit just didn't feel good. You know, like for a person, again, let's think about personality traits for a person who is to me, selfish, to me, um, I don't know, just kind of, how, how do I say this? For a person to, to, to just kind of selfish and just kind of want what they want when they want it, how they want it. When things like this don't go, it's hard to really put a mask on and say, oh, but I love them. Nah, that shit hits deep. You know, you got some underlying anger and animosity and some envy in that. And that's how she showed up in our relationships. I think that's what really stopped us from moving forward because my mother had a lot of damn feelings toward me. More so how, you know, you think you better off or you think you did good without me. Let me show you how good I did without you. And I could, I could feel it. I could tell, you know. My mother would say stuff to me like this. And this was more recent. My mom was an addict. And one of, I never said anything to her, but you know, she will always say to me, everybody thought that I was going, I was going to go back into my addiction when you chose not to come home, but I didn't. Everybody was worried about me. Everybody thought that I was not going to go into my addiction. And when she would say that, I would say, you know, that's good. That's good that I didn't affect you. That's good that I didn't cause you to relapse. But I would think about it later, like, why is she telling me that? Like, what is the purpose of her telling me that? And I think for her, it was her own, like, boosting. To me, it was like she throwing it in my face, like, yeah, you thought you did something. You thought you might have, you know, you choosing somebody else is going to hurt me, but I, I overcame that. That wasn't nothing to me. You know, that's how I interpret it to be, because why would you tell me that? Why do you feel like that's something you feel like I need to know? What is that about? You know, I just never understood that. So even when, you know, we would talk and I would feel that, you know, she didn't ask me questions or she didn't show no interest or even like things that I would be doing. It wasn't like she was proud of me. It wasn't like she was like, oh, my God, baby. No, it was just like, oh, OK, that's good. You know, like, all right. And left it there. And it was just like, OK. When I had went through my most recent relationship, 
and I had we had broke up and that shit was painful she was the person that I had called and I cried to and I she was my shoulder to cry on this was the first time in life first time I'm 28 years old this is the first time in life my mother had ever seen raw emotion from me we never spent that much time around each other for me to even for me to even show her that vulnerable side of me like we just it never worked you know like every time we would try to have a relationship it just never got that far so this time was the first time in life where she was actually able to see me in a raw form and she was there for me but a part of me felt like she enjoyed seeing me hurt let me tell you why again i feel like my mother never forgave me for not choosing her and through all of the things that i have been through i have always remained positive and hopeful and chosen you know a better outlook also when my path has always been difficult, I have always chosen the right thing to do. I'm a person, I've never really made any true mistakes in life. Like I've always just kind of thought about the right thing to do. I've always perse persevered and I've always just kind of went forward and God has blessed me. In a moment of my weakness, I think that it just showed her like, yeah, bitch, everything not <laughs> always peaches and cream. And that was just kind of the feeling I got from her. This is difficult. Hear me out, y'all. This is a relationship with a mother and a daughter. I know somebody is listening to this like, yes, I get like my mother too. I'm speaking more so on jealous relationships with parents, you know, relationships where parents have some type of envy or animosity or something against you, you know, parents have, again, somebody you relate to it. It was more so for her. Like I felt like she felt like, yeah finally you hurt you feel pain all this all this positivity and all of this you know god gonna work it out all this hopeful stuff like no you finally feel pain and it was like she got to enjoy it like she was enjoying that when i went through that hurt i remember her being there and i just put up air quotation marks for me um when me and my ex-partner had when we when when everything had hit the fan her not her my ex me and my ex-partner was not communicating my mother has said i'll set it up for you guys to communicate because this is a lot i really love y'all as a relationship as a couple let's figure it out so she sets it up for us to communicate and i remember coming back to my mom like yeah we talked but i don't know i don't feel i don't feel at ease and after my mom and i had talked my ex-partner and my mother had talked really know the details of their conversation on what they talked about I can't call it but I can almost tell you that I thought it was going to be about my ex-partner and I together but it was not about that it was about my personality my behavior and how I added to this BS this chaos let me tell you how I knew about that because well, my mom would ask me, like, so how did that things go? Is everything going okay? And I would tell her my apprehension. You know what she would do? We know, baby, sometimes things don't always go your way. And you, too, got to forgive people. And you got to see your faults. And I'm sitting here like, where is she coming from? Like, this is a clear as day situation where I'm not in the wrong here. And 
what are you sitting here telling me I need to apologize for? What are you telling me, sitting here telling me that I need to forgive and get back to the, like, what are you doing here? None of her advice, none of her advice or insight was worthy, was something that I knew that I needed to take and follow. None of it. Honestly, a lot of her advice was kind of spiteful. It was kind of like, I don't know, y'all. It, it just wasn't it. Okay. So, you remember I told you she was my shoulder to cry on and all that other stuff. My mother had ended up backstabbing me. When my mother and I had fell out for the final time, and this time we fell out because, you remember I told you she was split? I had did something really, something for her that I did not have to do. It was a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. One of the, I can't remember if it was a birthday gift or a Christmas. I can't remember. I think it was a birthday gift. I had given, I gave her this birthday gift that was very expensive. And before her even telling me, thank you, I appreciate this, I love this, she complained about it the entire time. But in addition to, I had heard her talking shit about it. I mean, talking shit about the damn gift that I had spent my money for. Another one of the things that I didn't like was that every time I had got back right with my mom, it was always me buying shit for her, me doing stuff for her, me gifting her. And it was like, even if it was just, I'm going to get you food or I'm going to buy you something that you need from Amazon. It was just always me spending my money on her. And for me, it was something I had always wanted to do because I value my parents. So I'm this type of girl, like whatever my parents need, they're not going to need or want for nothing. I do it for my mom now, my adopted mom. So getting back with my biological mom, it was like, let me do these things for her. I don't necessarily know if it was me buying her love, but maybe I can't call it. I had noticed that I always did stuff for her, but I've never, ever, 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 ever in my life since leaving my mother at six, got a birthday card from her, got a Christmas gift from her, got a birthday gift from her. In my mind, for a parent who has lost their child, right, and they so desperately want a relationship with their child, you're going to have a closet full of gifts. Yeah, I bought this for you on your eighth birthday because I knew one day I was going to see you. And baby, these are all the cards that I got you for your birthday. I just imagine it to be that. Never, never, never got a gift, never bought anything for me. So for me to have done this too for her, you know, more recently, last year, and for me not to even get a thank you, I spit the pretty pity. For me not to get a thank you, I appreciate it, I love it. For you to have a conversation with somebody and you talk so bad about it, girl was a smack in my face again. And it just highlighted like, see me, you're doing too much for somebody who's unworthy. This woman don't appreciate this shit. In your face, she tell you, oh, I love you and I love you. But on the phone, girl, it's another damn story. I, if you look at my old videos, you'll, I'll t um, I talk a lot about how my siblings and I had a strained relationship. And one of the reasons was because my mom would tell them stuff about me that was bad stuff. That wasn't necessarily true. But she would tell them these things and they would take her side so they would not speak to me and it was a issue it, that was my issue like why do they know so much about my business but more than likely why do they hate me so much and I had to find a common denominator between people that I've never talked to in my life and my business how do they know so much about it why do they hate me and I saw that she was the one in the middle you know they hated me and didn't, didn't didn't like me because of the stuff that she would go back and tell them so again my mom was split again I mistrust you when I bought her that thing we fell out because I had heard her talking shit 
about something that I paid my money for. And it was just a reminder, like, this woman ain't changed. <laughs> no matter my request, no matter what I do to try to come into this relationship as authentic and as real, she is who she is. And I had to tell her, like, I don't want to change who you are. Therefore, I'm going to change how I am adjusting to you. And in order to maintain my expectations from you i have to put up boundaries this was the third time i had put boundaries up with my own biological mother and she did not like them oh man the first time she called me all types of bitches and i felt like i was so much better than everybody and it just went bad every time i would put boundaries up with her and this time it was horrible again let me tell you something my mother has sent me a message and, you know, when I tell this to other people, they like, damn, your mother talks so nasty to you. Like, are you okay? Like, how could a mother speak to their child like this? And I know some of you guys relate because I'm sure people who have strained relationships with your mom, she might have said some nasty shit to you too. I always just kind of was like, yeah, it should hurt. But I never was surprised because, again, it was a part of her character. You know, in my mind, she was miserable. She didn't have good intentions for me anyway. So she's going to talk to me. Like, when people talk to you, especially in a bad way, you see their true colors. You see how they really fucking feel. And one thing that I'll tell you that really, really stuck with me, my mom told me, you are never, ever, ever going to find happiness. Or did she tell me you're never going to find love? That's what she told me. She said, you'll never find love. You are the problem. And I said, wow, how could my own parents tell me that? She also told me, you push people away. You'll be lonely or something like that. And I'm going to tell you something, y'all. When those two things really, 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 like, affected me. Let me tell you why. Because maybe I do have a bad habit of pushing people away. But little did she know. She's a big fucking factor in why. This is when we talk about trauma. My parent was the first set of people who showed me what true rejection looks like. What true pain and hurt and unacceptance or not acceptance looks like. My parents was that. That shit stayed with me for a very, very long time. I have really, really good relationships. But throughout my life, I have had some relationships where they ain't gone so good. You know, like me and people aren't friends anymore. And for her to tell me that you push people away, this is something that I have reflected on a couple years ago because I've been doing a lot of deep work about myself. Like, do I push people away and why? And in some instances, I do. It's a way of me, like, protecting myself from people, especially when I find that somebody has done me wrong. And for her to kind of throw that in my face, I was pissed at that because parents don't see how they play a big part in some of your behaviors and some of your unhealthy behaviors too. And this is not me blaming anyone because I'm a, a grown adult. All of the things that I know that I'm bad at or I, I have a problem with, I am working today to undo them. But I want to talk about facts. 
I didn't just get these behaviors because one day I just got them. No, there's been experiences that has taught me the way of life via these behaviors. And for a person to not even see how they have added into my guardedness, my inability to trust people, my defenses, my defenses, for you to throw that in my face like I'm just some person who came up with this shit. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Oh, girl, think about some of the shit your parents may have taught you or think about some of your behaviors now. I wonder where you got them from, you know, and your parents got some fucking nerve to think that they just off the leash, girl. That was a really big defining moment. I say, you know what, Nee, you have to really understand that some relationships aren't just meant to be. And honestly, it's going to take more than you. And your own determination and will to try to fix this. You know, like, my mother has to be at a point where she wants it. My mother has to be at a point where she wants to forgive. And if she is not, you can't you can't force her to be there. You have to go on with your life. And I had chose to go on with my life. Like, I'm not dealing with this, you know. I have come every time trying to fix it with my mother trying to fix it and I realized you know like that's not my space and I'm talking to somebody out there like I don't really think it's our space to go back and try to fix it with our parents do like why are we having to do that why am I the one trying to go back and have a relationship with you when you should be trying to make things right with me when you should be showing up just as much you know for a long time, I had pushed my mom away, pushed her and my dad away. But could you blame me? I mean, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to have shit to do with him, you know. And I guess in my mom's eyes, it was like, well, shit, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to do it no more. You know, I, I just could never relate to that. I'm not a parent, but I'll tell you something. The day I birthed a baby out this damn vagina, I would never, ever, 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 ever stop showing up as a parent. I'm just not. And I don't know what the future will hold. I can say what I should have, could have, would have done in any situation, but I'm just telling you, I just would never do that. So, anywho. I'm drinking something, so sorry if you heard me swallow. I don't really like listening to those sounds neither, so excuse me. But anywho, when I decided to cut her off, you know, she ended up backstabbing the F out of me. She ended up contacting my nail ex and making friends with her, making peace with her. And that was just kind of absurd to me because at that time I hadn't heard from my ex in about four months. I mean, ain't heard a thing. My ex walked away from my life and act like I ain't spent five years with that person. Walked away like they ain't never, they ain't even give a shit. And my mother saw me go through this pain and she was there. That's fucked up and that's messed up. And yeah, you know, just sitting here one side. And as soon as her and I fell out, she went to the other side and got right with him. Oh, they in cahoots. To me, that was a backstab. You can never, ever, 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 ever come back from that. You saw me at my lowest. Even validated me at my lowest. Even as they're trying to comfort me. And because I hurt you by putting boundaries up with you. Or for something you did. You go back. And you backstab me. You hurt me. Again, you're operating out of jealousy. My mom was never pure with me. Her intentions were never, ever, ever ever appear with me from the start and I remember her texting me telling me more recently like you never forgave your parent your dad and I um and that 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 that's that's relevant relevant you never forgave us and I 
thought about it, I said, she's projecting. Because I forgave, I've been forgiving my parents, but you never forgave me. And this is why we don't have anything. And guess what, y'all? I'm okay with that. Sometimes, I want to talk to you guys. Sometimes, the people that you want in your life, the people that you feel like they need to be in your life, sometimes they aren't meant to be in your life. Sometimes they're just not. And if you are like me and you have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to rebuild relationships, men relationships, and they don't work, sometimes you have to let them go. Because it's going to take an equal amount of effort for a relationship to work. That's in any type of marriage, partnership. Let's just say your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend cheated on you and you decide to take them back. It's going to take an equal amount of effort of that person trying to rebuild trust with you. And also it's going to take an equal amount of effort of you not throwing shit in their face. Y'all both actively have to work toward it, right? So even in strained relationships with your parents, it takes an equal amount of effort. It does. And for my mom and I, it wasn't equal because it was never genuine. You know, it was never, my mom could never get over her own hurt, you know, could never get over her own, you know, issues. And instead of living in that and accepting that, she said it was me. She put it all on me. Listen, this is how I look at it. The last contact I had with my mother when I was six years old, I'm 28 now. I have figured out life without this woman. I have figured out how to move on without her. And that's not going to stop. You know, clearly I have mastered that. I only went back because like most children, foster children, abandoned children, you seek home. You seek your parents. You do seek. You seek it. A part of you wants to know it. That's why you hear them stories about kids who turn 18 and they go find their family. Like a part of you yearn for that. Another big thing is that I've always knew my family. I was six. So I knew that part of me, you know. I just didn't want life to catch up and we never make it right. I did not want for what happened with me and my dad to happen with me and my mom. Me and my dad, and that's another thing we could talk about in another podcast video. Me and my dad was never able to make it right. And that man died. And I felt like he owed me so many apologies, you know, but I couldn't do it because he died. I felt like I owed him, you know, time to just talk. We couldn't do it because he died. So in my eyes, it was... Life is precious, man. Let's try let's try to fix it. Let's get through it, right? Because there's a place in my heart that will always feel that void of my dad. And I didn't want to feel that void with my mom, but I had to learn to release control. And if you are battling with a relationship that you are trying to mend and it's not working, you got to learn to release control. You have to. Because you don't have no control of if the relationship is going to work, last, mint. You just don't. You don't. And for me, again, my mother is just a person I don't like. I just don't like her as a person. And that's okay. It's unfortunate because she's my mother. My siblings see past it and they respect her as their mom. And that's okay. But... I respect you, but that don't mean I got to tolerate you and I got to put up with you and I got to have you in my life. It don't mean that. And I want you guys to adopt that too. Don't let nobody guilt trip you into feeling like you got to have something with your parents. You got to respect them and you got to, um, you got to, you know, you owe them the world. Don't, don't let nobody make you feel like that. Cause that's not true. You know, at the end of the day, 
And I, I understand that this person is your elder, but respect don't come with an age, man. It just don't. Just because you 85 don't mean you could treat me like shit because I'm 13. It don't make sense. You know, respect is a timeless and ageless word, honestly. So if you are dealing with a family member, specifically a parent figure, that you notice that the relationship is just tainted and you've tried and you've tried and they still show up, Sometimes you just got to accept it for what it is and you have to build your life around that. For a long time, I felt like I needed my mother. I felt like she was a big part of me and in order for me to really feel fulfilled and complete, I needed to have her in my life. But that wasn't true. Like there's things that we want and there's things that we need. I want Chick-fil-A, but I need water. Like. You can't go without your needs. I don't need my mom. You don't need your mom, your dad. Like, you are an individual person living your life. It would be nice to have them. But if the relationship comes with a lot of pain and conflict and chaos, girl, you got to figure out how to move on. You got to figure out how to find life. Now, let me tell you what was a blessing for me. I got adopted. I got adopted by a woman who really showed me what a mother's love looked like. I got adopted by a woman who really, you know, she just, she loved me. You know, she took me in. I had a mother figure. And let me tell you, if you feel like you need a mother figure, find it in a mentor. Find it in a church lady. That's okay. Not everybody's going to fill that void because it's not biological. But don't keep chasing that damn void. Don't keep trying to chase that because you're going to run yourself dry. Trying to chase the love and acceptance of somebody you feel like you need it from. You don't. So here I am now. Accepting the fact that you know what, me? <laughs> you tried. And it didn't work out. And there's nothing else you can really do, sweetie. Like, you have to move on. You have to accept things for what they are. And if my mother, God forbid, passes away. And her and I did not make it right. I tried and that was one of the main things that was so important to me I did not want to give up the fight without trying now a person like we me with my personality type I tend to people please all the time so I stick around in relationships that no longer serve me for a long time because I don't want to let them go I feel like I could do all I can and make them happy make them happy make them happy make it ha let me do this and let me do this and let me I stick around for a little bit too long and I had to realize with this like girl listen it's time to move on. You have done all that you can. Y'all have seen the videos. I've talked about them. I have done all that I can to try to make it right with my mother. I don't have anything else in me anymore to give. If it is not meant for my mother and I to have a relationship, I am going to accept that. But I had to first realize why the relationship was not working. And I want to lend that to you. Think about why the relationships are not working. The ones that you're so desperately trying to hold on to. The ones that you're so desperately trying to fix. Think about why they're not working. For me, it was me doing all the work. It was me the only one showing up authentic. Then two, I didn't even like the person that I was trying. 
I didn't even like them. So what's going to work? If it's somebody you don't like, there's no way you're going to try to make yourself like them. Do you, think about a person like if there's a dude that's interested in you, a girl that's interested in you. If you don't like them, you're going to be like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was one of them things. So although I was so desperately trying to keep the relationship because I felt like it was something I needed, I was missing some important factors. And I lend that to you. Sit back and think. If it's not working, think about why. Is it you? Is it them? One thing about me is I'm a person that I take full accountability and responsibilities for my actions. You know, I always see this thing on Twitter like, there's no way of exposing me. <laughs> because I'm a, I stand on anything I, I say. And that's true. Anybody could say anything that I've said or I've done. I stand ten toes on it. And what about it? Right? Um, I forget where I'm going with that. But, oh, right. So it's like, was, is it me? Am I the problem? And for a person who is a people pleaser. And I put this label on myself because I've always been one. For a person who is a people pleaser, you are always self-reflecting and internalizing you're always doing it you're always trying to see like how can I be better or how can I be perfect or and I'm doing air, air quotations how can I do this I am the problem you're always doing it so before I check anybody I always check me first one of my and one of my most bad my, my most I don't even know one of my worst habits was that I always blamed myself for everything so before, you know, looking at my mom and, you know, really giving this up, I was like, well, is it you? Is it you? And I'm like, I've adjusted my expectations. I don't want to hold her to a standard that I know that she cannot meet. I don't want to put her in a pedestal. I don't want to do that. That's a lot of pressure. And I had to realize, like, it ain't me. I see her for who she is. But I also respect me enough to say, I can't do this for her. We are just two different people on two different levels. And it's not, this is not something I'm willing to do for them. So, girl, for the final time, I walked away. I never wanted to talk about this because, ha, huh, this was a very, you know, sensitive subject. And I've talked about my mom before, don't get me wrong. And I've talked about closing the chapter and all of things, like, because I'm honest. And I like to relate to people because I am the mouth for some people who don't know how to put their feelings or their experiences in words. And I have a lot of insight about my experiences. So for a long time, I didn't want to talk about this. But after this most recent event, I was just like, yeah, me. You have to realize that a part of your story is that you have a very strained relationship with your biological mother. And there's a lot of girls out here that are just like you. That's just a part of your story. And I didn't want to accept that yet. I kept thinking I could fix it. I could fix it. I could fix it. Knowing me. And I had to realize you cannot fix this, sweetie. You can't be the only one. You don't possess that amount of power to be able to fix it. So you're going to have to stop thinking and believing that you can fix it. And you also have to stop thinking and believing that it is your job to fix everything. Like, it's not. That was a conversation I had had with myself. And I had it. And I want you to have that conversation with yourself. Like, listen. You can't keep trying to fix it. Put out little fires everywhere. It's not your job, man. So if you are trying with your parents and you've noticed that either you could try harder or you've tried and you've done enough and it's just not working, guess what? you tried and you've done enough and it's not working. It's time to move forward. It's time to. And I wasn't a person, I, I, I didn't blame myself this time for, I didn't blame myself any of the times when my mom and I couldn't get it right. 
Because I felt like every time I had put in an honest effort, it was this most recent time when I said, you got to stop repeating the same pattern. Stop going in it as if you're cool with her because you're not. Go in and talk about the issues. Go in and talk about the problems. Go in with it different. Go in it hard. It's hard, but y'all got to face it. Y'all got a lot of shit. So this time I tried it to be different. And even with that approach, I noticed that even though I'm different and I'm coming at this from a different angle, she's not different. And you got to realize that. Sometimes people are not on your path as you. They don't have the same outcome or want the same outcome as you. They don't. And that's okay. That is okay because we are all not the same. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to be the same. But it's up to you to decide on what you're going to put up with. If, you, if you're going to tolerate it, if you're going to stick with it. It's up to you to decide that. You know? And for me... I just was done, you know, after my mom backstabbed me and after, um, I want to go with this lippy. So let's put this after she backstabbed me, you know, I just was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good love. You know, after I saw that she split, after I saw that she was just a person and just talked back, after I saw that she never even forgiven me. After I saw all of those things, it was like, you got to let it go. You can only do so much work and so much healing, but if that person is not doing the same and they're not showing up, guess what? And that's okay because people do healing and work on their own time. You have no control over that. You have no power over that. If they're not ready when you're ready, okay. But, um, I don't know, y'all. Ooh, this is beautiful. Yeah, y'all, so... <sighs> it's okay if you have to walk away from some relationships. But I want you to know that you can do life without these people. Would you want to? Is it ideal? If, am I telling everybody to walk away from all they folks? No. Hell no. Am I telling everybody to say fuck your parents? No. I'm not telling you that. That ain't the message I'm trying to put out there. And those that get it, get it. What I'm telling you is sometimes things are meant to be and sometimes are not. And even our parents can be toxic. Even our parents could not serve a greater good in our lives. Even It happens with your parents. Even your parents aren't exempt. Because before they had that title of being a parent, they are their own person. And it's that person, you know, that is flawed. We're all flawed. Shit, I'm flawed, you know. But I know on this journey for me, <laughs> I'm all about healing, growing, and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to grow into a person that I love and that I like and I adore. And if it comes at the cost of me putting boundaries up, if it comes at the cost of me releasing control, if it comes at the cost of me being powerless or feeling, guess what? It is what it is because I'm choosing me. <laughs> I really am. I'm choosing me. For a person who is a people pleaser, I have always chose everybody else. And that doesn't work for me. Now, hold on, y'all. I cannot put lashes on and talk. Oh, my God, my lashes are dried up. So, I'm trying to put my lashes on, and it's very difficult for me to put them on and talk. But I'm, 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 I'm trying. I get, I'm a, right now, what I'm saying is fluff because I, I got to kind of concentrate. 
But give me a minute. I just popped the, the right lash on. Let's get this left lash on. Girl, this look came out cute. It's pink and purple. If you want to see it, come on over to YouTube. Type of Hurting Hill Podcast. You'll see it. Or come follow me on Instagram. Well, by the time you see it, my sports story be done expiring. But I'll make sure I post it on my page. Oh, my God. My lips. Hold on. Also, I'll put down in the comment section what I have on my lips, okay? What palette I worked, I came out of, okay? I'll put it down in the comment section so you can go see it. My hair is cute, y'all. I cut this thing up. There's some nice little layers going on in my hair. Oh, my gosh. But hold on. Let me try to get this right. How did y'all like this? Did y'all, for those who are one looking, how did y'all like this? Did y'all enjoy this makeup, you know, look along with um, the podcast? It's cute. Like, we done sat here and got all cute, girl. Now, listen, I did my hair. <laughs> I cut it on up and layered it. It's so freaking cute. This is a synthetic mix. If you can see me and you're interested in this hair, the hair is actually longer. I cut it into a shorter style. But um, it'll be linked, so you can just check check the daggone description box. You'll see it all, okay? This is really freaking cute. How y'all like my look, y'all? Um, I think it's cute. The eyes are really, really popping. I feel like I wanted my lips to be popping, but girl, I ain't doing all that shit. I like this. Please tell me in the um, description box how you liked this. Did you like me um, doing my makeup <laughs> and talking? Did you like the topic? I think it might be important to talk about fathers and daughters, right? If you want. I'll do it. I'll talk about how the relationship with my father affected me. You know, what it was like not having a dad. That could be a good topic because I know some of you guys grew up without a dad. I grew up without a mom and a dad, but I have my mom. I grew up without my biological mom. Put it that way. But I love this. This was cute. This was actually fun to do. Let me see if I can zoom in. Hold on, y'all. Oh, look, I'm cute. What y'all think? It's cute. All right, I'm going to zoom y'all back out. Anywho, that's today. That's it for today's podcast topic. I dropped some nice gems in here. Give me your own insight or takeaways in the comment section below. I love listening to you guys' feedback. Um, anywho, you can follow me on my personal Instagram page. That's at Nini Tanae. You can also go follow the podcast on Instagram. That's at Heard and Heal Podcast. I'm not active on there, but... I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I don't know when I'm going to plan to start posting on it, but it's going to happen at some point. Anywho, I enjoyed this today. Let me know how you enjoyed it. Everything in the, in the description box. We are here every Tuesday at 7, but sometimes I don't make it every week. But just know, come check. Come check and see. Um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I'm going to come, hopefully next Tuesday at 7, and see you. Bye, y'all.